Welcome to Alphabet Fly, a psychopathic Marvel journey where I go through the fish handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests where we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse, and with me today are just just two just two people who uh each one has a ring of power that allows them to do something. It's uh, Guido and Rob from the What If Oh, forgot your guys' names already. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dear Watchers, I, and I'm Vito. Dear Watcher, a what if podcast. Sorry, I, you know I'm you know I'm I'm only human, but yeah, yes, you are. Uh, but yeah, so if you could, um, you know, introduce what you what y'all do real quick before we get started, since you since you're new, you're great. Sure, I'm Vito. I'm I'm a teacher, a Marvel fanatic, and a podcaster on Dear Watchers. <laughs> And I'm Rob, and I'm the one on the podcast who's not as familiar with comics as my <laughs> other half. Definitely, I know comics, but I'm not uh, obsessive as probably the two of you are. I'm an events professional in life, and I am the co-host of Dear Watchers. Yeah, well, um, but yeah, so today we're going to be talking about someone who I don't think really got to go at it too much. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Spellbinder. Who I will also say, I think did the bare minimum on their costume. I'm gonna be real honest. <laughs> like, like I I have the essential version, so it's black and white. But she's basically wearing a leotard, ballet flat, and a loosely fitted cape. Well, and and gold bracelets. It's, I mean, come on. Uh, well, yeah, two power bracelets. <laughs> That's how you know she's a superheroine. It's very yeah. gorgeous, ladies of wrestling to me. <laughs> yes, very gorgeous. Yeah, very much. Like, that's true. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Yeah, and I love. Okay, also, I love. I'm gonna bring this up because I said power rings when I introduced you guys. That's because they're called power rings, and they put power <laughs> rotation marks around power rings each time it shows up because they're clearly bracelets. <laughs> like clearly, the entire time it's bracelets. Maybe that was the but, inspiration for Shang Chi, the movie, where they took the rings and made the bracelets. The inspiration was Spellbinder. Yeah, yeah maybe. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're real generous, maybe. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. So her name is Erica Fortune. She is unfortunately not related to uh, Dominic Fortune, who is one of my favorite old dudes in Marvel. Um, but she is a former English teacher now. Spellbinder. Okay. I mean, like, how? That's just her name. Did she just use the title of her job as her I know, superhero so is that, name? It's lowercase s Spellbinder. Like, yeah, lowercase s. Wow. So, like, she just pulled a Doctor Drew and a Doctor Strange. Like, this is just <laughs> my job title. <laughs> but what's odd is her na- her her given name is already. So great. You think you would have maybe tried to work fortune into her superhero name in some way, <laughs> especially fortune telling, you know, like that's yeah. related to spells. That could have been a, well, maybe a clearer path. To, to be fair, it's not. She doesn't really use spells. Well, and what is a spellbinder? 
Is that a real job? We'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. But like I'm looking at this, she doesn't looks looks like she doesn't use magic. Guido, I'm reading her description right now, and she has something in common both with both you I, and I. I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. So she is a citizen of the United States with no criminal record. Everyone knows who she is. Like she doesn't even try. Uh, she she is single. Her brother is Roy. Uh, her is sister is Roy Sally. Fortune? Her parents. Sally Fortune. Huh. Trying to see if these names. And then, Ring a bell, but no. No, those don't those don't pass the super a superhero name test. <laughs> but I think Erica Fortune does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then her parents are depicted, but real names unrevealed, and they're dead. Um and she first showed up in Spellbound, issue number uh issue number one. She's one of the uh many people we were talking about that had started out in their own little series. Um and that came out in January 1988. Uh, Power, and the cover is a cover. <laughs> it's a cover. I'm gonna <laughs> say I'd probably skip this. It looks very generic. I wouldn't even think it was a Marvel comic. Well, she also if it did have Marvel on it. Oh no, I guess that is her cape on the cover, but it's not clear. I think if the cape was more apparent on the cover, I might be more attracted to it. But right now, it looks more like a. A workout video cover. Yeah, yeah, it uh, looks like know. a blue sky, but I it is very uh, misleading. Yeah, it's so you have a person behind them, which is I guess we're gonna know the name of. They look like a. It's really okay. It's hard to read the cover a little bit, and I think that's why I'm not liking it. Yeah, because it looks like one of those kind of generic. Um, it looks like a real generic comic. Uh, it does. I yeah, think for a long fun. time I thought it was like a licensed property too. It yes. just looks like one it of does those generic licensed properties. Yeah, but Louise Simonson wrote it. Um, Terry Shoemaker was the penciler. Letter Joe Rosen. Inker was Carl Potts. I expect better out of that though. <laughs> I'm expecting better. Like that's why. Like all of the names on here, like colorish Christy Shill. Uh, like all of this indicates that we're gonna have a good thing but this cover just is not reflected yeah i i can't really tell it's because the background is a little too busy because you have this like giant thing yeah dragon like but also yeah, robot like and, <clears throat> yeah um and you have you have spellbinder kind of it looks like she's doing like a closet cosplay of the scarlet <laughs> witch <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you know, she might have some hex bolt adjacent things. Yeah. I don't know. Which I know it doesn't because it's not magic. It does exist specifically not magic on here. So, well, but and that <clears throat> font, everyone seemed to use that font for the title. The title font at that time, there was oh. it was a little edgy kind of, and it's very okay. jagged, very sharp. Okay, so if I'm gonna come up with a modern equivalent of what this cover looks like, okay. Do you know those like incredibly horny, uh, the incredibly horny ones? I think Zenith or something does it of like it's like Robin Hood, but Robin yeah, Hood yeah, yeah. or Grimm's something. Fairy it's tales. Like, yeah, Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah, that's what it reminds <laughs> me of. Yeah, that's true. A it's slight, just like a slightly you, watered down version of that. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of because it's just like you know you're gonna probably see I don't know something slightly horny in this. Right. <laughs> that's it. But but yeah. 
But whatever. Maybe maybe it was a really good story. It's just this. I mean, I'm expecting better out of Terry Shoemaker and Carl Potts. Yeah. But whatever. Um. Also, apparently, this came out in wait by biweekly. Did it mean twice a week or every two weeks? Probably every two weeks. It's one of those weird phrases that could be either, but I can't imagine yeah. it was popular enough that they were somehow planning to bring two issues a week no. out. I mean, like, maybe you can do that with, like, a Spider-Man thing or something, but, like, but, yeah. But, <clears throat> so, this is always a good, um, start. Little is known about Erica Fortune's early life. It is, uh, known that her parents died when she was a young adult, and that she was left to care for her siblings. She became a teacher at New York University, and she met her future boyfriend, fellow professor, uh, Andrew King. King is a professor of parapsychology and noticed that Fortune possessed some sort of latent telekinetic abilities. Upon testing in the school laboratory, they found that she did in fact possess telekinesis, and but she just couldn't control it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that Well, she's looking Moon Dragon wasn't close by, because Moon Dragon would have liked just been like, yep, oh, you're going to Titan now. <laughs> <laughs> um upon returning home for uh from the university, the fortunes and King were visited by two beings from another dimension, Snarl and Snug. These <laughs> aliens were slaves to a spellbinder known as. Oh, I thought they meant Zax as in the electricity monster. So no, this is did I? It's not. Oh no, it's spelled different. It's Z X A X Z. How do you score. would you even say that? Zat Zance? I don't know. Zance. I'm going with Zance, because that's closest. That's probably one of the reasons why this character didn't take off. <laughs> Zant. No one knew how to yeah, pronounce its name. I thought that name. was Zax. I thought it was Zax as in the electro monster the entire time. I'm just like, oh, okay. That's that's a that's a pull, but no. But Zance. Okay. Zance uh, came to Earth because they detected another spellbinder there. Using Zant's power ring, they entered a portal onto Earth's dimension and entered it. Upon their leaving, Zants realized what they're doing and followed them to Earth. After materializing in the Fortune's apartment, Zants de- demanded the return of his stolen rings so that he could leave Earth's atmosphere. Okay, I know that the person who stole them were slaves. I okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm putting that over thing. <laughs> He's not wrong in asking, so it could be <laughs> true. Is he? True. Is he? <laughs> He's entitled to that. <laughs> I think he's entitled, like, maybe not entitled to slaves, but, you know, <laughs> entitled to go back to his home dimension. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, yeah, a battle ensued. During the battle, Fortune acquired the rings and placed them on her wrists, which, okay, uh, those are bracelets. Um, <laughs> and this action fully activated her latent telekinetic powers and enabled her to defeat uh, Zat's. <laughs> okay, yeah this is i i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real honest i'm already bored so <laughs> this is i'm maybe it gets better i don't know <clears throat> and following day spellbinder quickly learned to increase her powers where she began to manipulate many objects around her at this point she realized the power was affecting her brain calling her feel superior to others and sometimes a different to human life as well that's just that's yeah. just narcissism. That's just narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> like, she turns out she's a narcissist. Your powers, Erica. <laughs> yeah. 
It turns out you had a slight change in your life and be like, you know what? I am better than other people around me. <laughs> and I don't care if you live or die. Xanth's <laughs> like, returned and another battle occurred and Spellbinder again defeated him with the help of the New Mutants and Lila Cheney, which makes sense because Louis Simonson would have been writing the New Mutants at this yeah, time. Yeah. Unbeknownst to either Spellbinder Spellbinder or Xanth, a third spellbinder known as the Other, was watching their battle and planned to defeat them both. Okay, there's I lots mean, of spellbinders out there, I guess. I guess. <laughs> what is what is spellbinding though? <laughs> because okay, I, you know, I was hoping that they would start off being like spellbinding is an ancient profession. Yeah. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Because right. they do that with other ones. They do that with other characters, but. He's yeah. also it debuted in a title called Spellbound, so they were really leaning into this, and yet it doesn't seem to play a major role in <laughs> anything. No, no, not really. When Xanth returned to battle again, Spellbinder surrendered the rings to him and found that her power remained. Okay, cool. During this battle, her battle Roy, or so her battle Roy, her brother Roy, who also <laughs> had latent telekinetic powers, Acquired the rings and utilized them to battle Zantz as, we- as well. Zantz near defeat, and the other materialized on Earth in order to defeat both of the spellbinders, realizing that the other was the eldest and most powerful spellbinder and was a much more dangerous opponent. Spellbinder and Zantz joined forces against him. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have a problem. I'm confused at. <laughs> All of all of it right now. <laughs> Did her brother also get powers after putting on the rings? Quote unquote. I guess if he had latent, I guess if it describes him as having latent powers, then yes, the rings, okay. the, the bracelets did the same thing for him. Yeah, but so, but if if Zant was like almost close to death, and I guess they were, I guess he was just getting jumped by two people at this point. He was probably on the ground being kicked, you know, while he was saying stop it at this point. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but like, I don't understand why they would team up immediately after, because, like, for all they know, the other... How would they know that the other was better than them? Maybe there how is would they a realize list of the best spellbinders that's released <laughs> to all the spellbinders regularly. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's written on the inside of the, the rings. Like, hey, here's all the, here's all the spellbinders right now. If you meet them, this one's the most powerful one. Here's the rankings. You're like three right now. But, you know, it's kind of whatever. <laughs> um, finding her insanity, Spellbinder realized that a battle of this portion would destroy the Earth, so they moved it to another place. Okay. Zants and Spellbinder then teleported themselves and the others to the Other's dimension. And the outcome of the battle remained yet to be seen. Cool. So we don't oh, so actually know what happened. Yeah. So we don't, apparently. Left in, left in suspense since 1989. <clears throat> well, apparently, they, apparently, the, the, the Spellbound series only lasted six issues. And if I'm looking at the last issue's cover, it looks like Zantz and Spellbinder are fighting someone. So maybe that- it just got canceled, <laughs> like, before. No, no, this was a planned one out. It yeah, six the and first six. issue says six in a bi-weekly <clears throat> series. Maybe it was expected to become bigger? I guess. Because around this time they did uh, Rocket Raccoon, mm-hmm. but like, and that one didn't kind of pop up as like a major character until way later. 
Yeah, so, no, I'm, I'm surprised the New Mutants were in her title and she didn't go over to the New Mutants title. Maybe Wheezy was leaving by that time. <clears throat> well, I mean, she was leaving close to the end of the... Close to the end of... Well, around 90. Um, because that's when Rob Liefeld was starting to draw on it and it became, started to become X-Force. But she, but but Wheezy also wrote on X Force for a little bit. So yeah. I don't know why Spellbinder never showed up. <laughs> well, it's funny. I don't that know. You said that you felt you thought it was like a another property that they were they were adapting because it almost feels like it was inspired by maybe like a movie that was happening. Like it's too early for the craft, but like maybe the Witches of Eastwick was out around that time. Something seems like they were trying to take something from the zeitgeist that was occurring at. In 1988 or 89. Like, I would say that, like, oh, this feels like a licensed property, but, like, the Marvel's licensed properties were really good. Like, they all had, like, from G.I. Joe, Transformers, and uh, Rom the Space Knight, Micronauts, uh, Godzilla, like, all of that stuff was really good. So, like, this is, I just don't, I expect more out of Louis Simon's set, though. <laughs> like, this doesn't sound... I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe they were just like, yo, write this. We'll see if it works. I know. Or but, I'm curious if it was like an idea kicking around in her head for a while and tried it out. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there was a, a, a push at that time to get more girls reading comics, so let's put another female lead in there. I mean, really, all they would need to do is just push X-Men more. Right, though. there were, there like, were enough they women. Would need to do. Yes. There, I guess the X-Men already did have a character whose telekinesis was taking over her body and then has disdain for the human race. So, because of that. <laughs> so <laughs> This just feels so generic, though. Like, that's the thing. This feels very generic. Like, it feels like an afterthought. Like, someone was, like, paid to create, a hero, like, a superhero, like, on the cheap. And they were just, like, wanting to get something out there. Because, like, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe it's, like, real good, but, like, I feel like I would have heard more about this series if it was, like, good. Because, like, even, like, the lesser-known series, like, of this time, like, they get name-dropped every once in a while. Like, people reference them. Yeah. I can't imagine there's a, a spellbound trade paperback out, so. No. not strong. Oh, but... But Roy kept the rings and became a spellbinder as well, and we don't we still don't know what a spellbinder is. <laughs> the one who can wear Zax's bracelet and has see, they're not even like the rings in um Shang-Chi. They really are just bracelets. That's what's so odd. Because at least in Shang-Chi, well, there are rings that are also bracelets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well well well, she's five nine ways. 120. She has blue eyes when you, and her eyes turn white when using her powers. Oh. So I and she's blonde. Um and she does not have a person. Like it really does feel like she just did a closet cosplay of of Wanda <laughs> Maximoff. It was just like this is good enough. But yeah, really I don't without need to try trying, I have to say. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh but yeah, so they have like regular they do she does a regular exercise. She's a human that does regular exercise. Um, <laughs> well, she's already wearing the outfit to do the regular exercise. So that's all great. she needs to do is just take off the cape, and then, like, you know, she's already most of the yeah. way there. Right. Very Jane Fonda, Fonda workout. workout video. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, uh, so she's apparently a mutant who oh. possessed a psionic 
the psionic powers known as telekinesis. Uh, she possesses the ability to break down objects and rebuild them in any form through through her desires, through molecular rearrangement or disintegration of matter, by disposing of its molecules, lifting heavy objects, uh, uh, which we don't know how much how how much she can lift yet, and we don't know what the maximum limit of her powers is. So, Ken, she doesn't appear to use magic. <laughs> Like, if anything, it sounds like she just has the power cosmic, and that's it. Yeah. Like, closer to the power cosmic. Show up on Krakoa? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, I want want them to just release a spreadsheet of the ones that are Krakoa, the views on Krakoa. That's it. They don't even need to tell me where they're at. They don't need to show them. (laughs) They don't even draw them. They didn't even tell me, like, that they're, like, you know, like, Anything. They just want. I just want a list. Well, it's very appropriate for someone who hosts a Marvel Handbook podcast <laughs> to just want a spreadsheet of people who are on an island. Like, I just th- that's all I want because, like, I keep on seeing like minor quote unquote mutant characters. I'm just like, huh. I wonder if there are Kakoa. <laughs> like, I know. Like half the Serpent Society. Like, or is half the Serpent Society on Kakoa, or did they refuse? For all we know, Erica Fortune is hanging out at the Green Lagoon in in one of those panels, and we didn't yes. even know it. Maybe. Well, she's generic blonde lady, so I mean, I don't know. <laughs> just, I just don't look know. for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> but okay, so she uses two power rings, amplifier powers, as the need arises. Uh, these rings created by Xanth enable the rare to utilize her telepathic abilities. One ring is called Ring of Chaos, which enables the rare to fire beams of energy, which breaks down complete, which breaks down or completely destroys any matter she comes in contact with. The other ring, called the Ring of Order, enables them to restructure any object she desires, and as long as she is aware of its machinations, um, so she has to know how it works, I guess. That's an odd caveat to the power. Like, does she have to study like blueprints of something before she can take it apart? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like if she tries to like break down a human to and make a, a limit, but like if she breaks down a human and tries to make another human, if she isn't like a biologist, will she just make a pile of flesh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like marvelous with IKEA furniture, though. Give her those instructions. Yeah, just so and- good. Just like, a, like I know what a shelf he is. He doesn't need an Allen wrench. Yeah. Just use no. your mind. Yeah. Um. So after prolonged use, the rings can cause permanent implication to the wearer's power, but there will always be more better when using them. Again, no magic. So is it called spellbinder? And why is there so many spellbinders? There's so many spellbinders. There's like what three, two on Earth, and that the other one just because they got the bracelets. So like, and what links them? Yeah, what links them? Also, what? like, if you could just wear them long enough and get the powers, what could you just do? Like, make an army of spellbinders with enough like time? I think if her name, her last name had been Spellbinder rather than Fortune, this would all be solved. Yeah, you know, just make like her Erica Spellbinder spell or something. You know, yeah, yeah. Spellbinder. Like, I don't know. Let's um. So uh, apparently, though, the more she uses uh, her powers increases, she loses contain- control of her sanity and tends to become me- megalomaniac. Me- 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 
she becomes an egomaniacal person. Um, and she's constantly finding this aspect of personality. She overcomes, uh, sometimes it overcomes her, causing her to endanger human lives. The problem is inherent in all spellbinders, but she can control it much better than Zantz was able to. So, like, so he was a real egomaniac, only sometimes one. I, she just might be, she just might be a narcissist. (laughs) Like, I think she just might be a narcissist. (laughs) Like, or a sociopath? Like, like her last name is Fortune. Maybe she's she was like a CEO or something. Yeah, and it went <laughs> but, to her head. I, I don't think. know. <clears throat> I mean, I don't really know what else to really say about this person. I am. Yeah, it feels like a person that you kind of make up and then not talk about <laughs> at all. Right. Definitely. Or do like a major oh. like, or do like a major rewrite later. Like, yeah. they could probably do a major rewrite. That's what I was gonna but, say. Yeah. It feels like an early draft of a character <laughs> idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but that's it for her. So, you have anything else to say about Erica Fortune? Cool name. I hope we see her again. <laughs> well, yep. Well, uh, she may or may not have died in Civil War. I don't know. Or she <laughs> appeared in the background, Civil War. So, so yeah. Well, uh, well, what what do you, what do y'all have to plug? Just uh, our podcast. Dear Watchers, which comes out every Monday, and we are tackling a different issue of What If every episode and talking about the issues that might have inspired that issue and then the issues that might have been inspired by that issue. And it's about the comics, not the TV show, though we're going to try to, you know, tackle some of the TV show as well, but mostly about the comics. Yeah. Um, Well, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where... Me and my friend Fiona talk about cryptids and somewhat lurid details. Um, I have a Patreon, which is patreon.com. So, Alphabet Flight. If you want to support me monetarily, if you want to see the people we're talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram, or you could also just rate, view, subscribe, uh, rate, view, subscribe on the podcatcher of your podcatcher choice. This has been. Uh, alphabet flight and may country protect you through all of your night travels good night <laughs>